All right, we're back with the Father's Day special. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for those of you that weren't listening last week, we did say we were going to do a Father's Day special. And we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mike Kidwell, with us today. I consider him as the myth, right? Or do you like more of the man or the legend? Which of the three do you like to consider yourself as? I'll take any of them. Man, myth. I guess it depends on which side of the bed he wakes up on, whether or not he's the man, myth, or legend. So, yeah, like Michael said, this week we're going to have a little Father's Day special. if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you knew it was the pitch towards holiness before what it is now. Now the podcast is called The Legacy, hosted by me and Michael. And uh, we're bringing back the OG, uh, Pastor Mike Kidwell, Dad, uh, Mr. Mike, whatever you call him yourself. Uh, and with it being a Father's Day special, we are going to do a little Q&A and just allow these questions to... Um, start conversation and see where it leads us. We're not going to um, really hold any boundaries to this. We just want to talk about legacy. And with it being the Legacy Podcast, we want to start out the Legacy Podcast with our own personal legacy. And our legacy, mine and Michael's legacy, would not be possible without our dad. So we want to know about his legacy. Let's see where this all started. So, Michael, do you have anything else for us before we start with the Q&A? Um. No, I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, um, it's going to be good to see pretty much where we came from and how um, it started with our dad. And not just with our dad, but with um, our grandfather and all that. And so it'll be fun to hear um, dad's story through this. So. Um, if Austin, if you want to take it away, start yeah. asking questions. All right. So question number one, don't worry. These questions aren't too hard. Um, the first one is actually quite Are e- they multiple choice? No, it's not multiple choice. Okay. It's actually a paragraph page full. You have to answer. Um, mm. uh, and there will be a score at the end. So anyways we do have the ladies here at the yes table we do we don't want to just ignore them we have score, miss amy the par- the mom uh whatever you call her wherever you're at pastor mike's wife and my beautiful girlfriend destiny is sitting right here next to me as well and we have <laughs> jacob our other the youngest of the kidbos so we have all five kidbos here plus destiny uh and we we're here <laughs> Wow. We're here with some other Plus people, Destiny. but these are just the guys sitting at the table right now. So are you ready for this first question? I'm ready. All right. First question is, uh, what does the word legacy mean to you? When you hear the word legacy, what does it mean to you? You know, whenever I think of that word, it makes me think of what you're leaving behind the people that are coming after you. So um, you, you can leave. A lot of people think that their legacy is meant to be left you know, with a life insurance policy or um, a home that they, their kids could inherit or their grandkids could inherit. But really, the legacy that is most important is the eternal legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy, And it's really important to instill um, spiritual disciplines into our kids' and our grandkids' lives 
so that when we're dead and gone, they can still be able to live for Christ and have the faith they need to stand against the giants of this world that we have today. Because this world is not getting any lighter, it's getting darker. Amen. Which is good news, not bad news, because yeah. in the darkest time, the light shines the brightest. So we'll see the cream coming to the top as um, the, the boiling of this world and the sin gets hotter and hotter. And um, those that are really have been instilled in with a legacy from their parents, their grandparents, or even a mentor from church, or maybe a teacher, a Sunday school teacher from church, if they have that legacy instilled in them, they're more apt to be able to stand the test of time. Now, legacy doesn't automatically mean that you're going to make it and you're going to be a Christian following Christ. It's just a pattern. It's a um, guide. And it really, it's a reference point. So mm -hmm. the choice ultimately comes up to the, the child and the grandkids to live for Christ. But when they have that pattern and they have that, that, um, that example, it's much easier for them to learn how to have the spiritual disciplines that they need and really what it looks like to walk out of relationship with Christ day by day. Yeah, from a personal standpoint of from what uh what I got out of you saying is um with um you talking about spiritual disciplines. It's super important to leave a legacy of spiritual disciplines and I grew up listening to you um and being in camp um and in um children's ministry and in youth ministry and all these different ministry opportunities, um, even I have had the privilege to uh, speak in front of youth groups um, and talk about spiritual disciplines before. And though that itself, spiritual disciplines, is something for me personally that I want to be one of the cornerstones of a legacy that I leave behind that I got from you. Mm -hmm. um, when it came to something going on, uh, something deep that was going on uh, in my life, whether it was a, a past relationship of something going wrong or the stress of school or whatever it was that was going on because I'm a very stressful person and I always got wrapped up in the stress of things, uh, the very first thing you always asked was about those spiritual disciplines. Um, and where is your spiritual walk right now? Are your spiritual disciplines uh, in order? Are, are you starting your day off right? Are you getting into the Word? Are you spending that time in prayer? So from a personal standpoint, with you leaving the legacy of spiritual disciplines behind, for me, that is something that's super important for me uh, to do for the legacy that I will be building is to uh, input those same spiritual disciplines for the legacy I'm going to be leaving as well. You look at the disciples and how they followed Jesus, and they watched him do miracles, they watched him teach, and most importantly, they watched him pray. Um, they saw Jesus many times before he did miracles, hide away somewhere in a garden and find time to spend with the Father in prayer. And mm -hmm. They learned how to do that, and then whenever Jesus died and he ascended into heaven after he rose again, they spent a good while, about 10 days, in a prayer meeting 
before the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they weren't just by themselves. Now it had grown to about 120 people that were all in a room day and night praying until the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so I'm not implying that we need to just spend day and night in prayer all the time. What I am implying, though, is the importance of prayer. And if Jesus thought it was important, he was all man and all God then how much more important it is for us to spend time in prayer exactly. and to really receive what see what the, the, the heart of the Father is and really ask Him what He wants us to do for, for our day. Yeah. So many times we come with a wish list and a you know a needs and a and a request that w- that we have, but a lot of times we just need to s- sit before His face, sit at His feet and just worship Him and then see what He what he gives us from that. Um, and a lot of times he'll just show you some things very gently after you've spent time in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Michael, you have anything on that? Um, I also like really appreciate how growing up, you would always tell us, I can't walk your faith for you. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because it was, you basically, um, not forcing us, but like basically telling us it is up to you. Yeah. I can't do it for you. And um, from a very young age, we learned that if um, if we had a problem, we come to you. And if we couldn't figure it out, then we went to prayer. And so from a very young age, prayer, um, your walk in Christ, it you you um hammered these disciplines in us and i am very appreciative of that um because yes. now um whenever Brittany and i have kids i can do that same thing and um which is pretty much what we talk about on this podcast which is you're leaving a legacy so that we can carry it on to our kids and eventually our kids kids and just keep it going. Yeah, I love that. So with uh, that being said, we asked uh, what the word legacy means to you. So we're going to get a little bit more personal, or at least however personal you want to get. I know you're an open book, but uh, it's completely up to you. Um, but the question is, where did your walk with God begin? Because without a beginning, there is no legacy. So where, for you, did that walk with God begin? You know, legacy in my life started at a young age. My parents would bring me to church, and they, they taught me the discipline and um, the, they, they really instilled in me at a young age to, to go to church every time the door was open. Um, unfortunately, though, um, no, it had nothing to do with my parents, but... That was a great discipline, but I never had any discipline um, on prayer. I had nobody ever really kind of instilled that into me. Um, My mother was a person that was deeply rooted in the Word of God, so I always wanted to um, get into the Word more, but I never did understand at a young age that there was a relationship with Jesus that you could have and that that was found in the word and in prayer and um, because I didn't have a relationship with Christ I just I wasn't even saved and 
when I was about 25, 26, I was radically saved after we did an Alpha course and um, filled with the Holy Spirit. And ever since then, it was kind of like a light bulb moment spiritually. And I started understanding the things that I read in the Bible. And I, so because I understood it, I was hungering more and more to dive into the Bible. So the legacy and the, the training that my mom had given me for being deeply rooted in the Bible now was something that was very easy for me to find um, a discipline in because I had seen her do it and seen the, the fruits of her labor in, in just seeking God and his word. And whenever I was, whenever I was saved and, and filled with the Holy Spirit and I understood the word, then I just dug deeper and deeper and deeper. And as I dug deeper into the word and got closer to God through prayer, that relationship with Jesus just exploded. And I started understanding the love of God and really the love that Jesus has for each and every one of us. And I understood the sacrifice that he made for us in a different light. And it was just a, a, a huge revelation for me. And so with that, um, I knew that there was something that God wanted me to do with it. And, and not everybody that's saved is called to be in full-time ministry, but in, in 2009, um, I was working for Community Coffee, and I was on my coffee truck one late afternoon in stop-and-go traffic, and I, I really felt a clear voice um, telling me that I was supposed to be in full-time ministry. And I didn't know what that was going to be. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't even understand it, but it was very clear. And um, God took me through a waiting period because that eventually did happen in, in 2014. But there was a four-year waiting period where I had, you know, moved around in some jobs and we struggled financially and so many things God was clearing up and cleaning out to prepare um, your, your mother and I for the season that he had for us of fruitfulness in his ministry. So I did hear the voice of God very clearly, but he also knew that the timing wasn't right. He had to prepare me. and. Yeah. You know, preparation is a big key for legacy because if you're not willing to um, take that that legacy that you've seen, that you've that pattern that's been placed for you, if if you're not willing to take that and prepare yourself for whatever God has for you, then the the legacy is is pointless for you because you're just watching somebody do great things. It's when you start doing those great things because of your preparation and um, and, and execution that, that really, then now you can start leaving a legacy. So it's kind of, it, you almost look at it as a fondue fountain. The chocolate starts way at the top and it's pouring down all the way down to the very bottom. And if there's nothing coming out of the top, there's nothing going to be puddling up at the bottom. Yeah. And so the legacy just kind of funnels down. But if any time there's a, a dike in that um, that fondue fountain, the chocolate will quit flowing downward. And so that, that dike would be your choice not to live for the Lord or your choice not to prepare or your choice not to have spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. And so another point about the, the fountain analogy is it comes up the middle. And if you think of it as 
the middle part that funnels it up to the top as the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not going to drizzle down. And so um, with your analogy, it may start at the top, but without the Holy Spirit funneling it up and through you and downwards, it's, it's not going to happen. And so I really, I really like that analogy. Um, Austin, what's the next question? So uh, we talked. You talked about where your walk with God began, uh, so that you could begin your legacy, right? Um, but now I want to know, in this preparation of building your legacy, who? And I think you probably already mentioned the person, but I, we're just gonna. Uh, try to figure out who do you think has had the most influence uh, in the creation of your legacy? When it comes to your legacy, who do you think has been the most influential in your life? Spiritually spiritually speaking, um, I really believe it's my mom. Um, she's, you know, I can remember times when I was in elementary school and I got in trouble. I got sent to the principal's office. They would call her and um, she would come, and I could see the stern look on her face. But the, before she ever brought any correction, the first thing that she wanted to do was, you know, take me and, and get off in a, in a, you know, in a quiet place there at the school. And she wanted to pray with me. And she really wanted to address the, the issue spiritually before she brought correction physically. And um, so she was always um, very devout in prayer, and she, she loved the Word of God. She would put verses um, all over our houses on, on index cards and, and really start praying the Word of God over each and every one of our lives. And so, you know, a lot of people get tripped up on this because they think that legacy is um, only brought down by a certain person. And, and it's not just a male-female thing. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with um, the way that my dad did things or the way that he um, even um, went about his business spiritually. But my dad taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to have work ethic. He taught me the importance of um, protecting, guarding, and supplying for your family. He taught me those things. But spiritually speaking, the biggest legacy that I'm going to be able to pass down is because of the legacy that came from my mom. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, you've talked a lot about the legacy that um, has been influenced from uh, your mom, which is mine and Michael's grandmother, um, and the stronghold that she has on uh, your legacy and the... uh, how strong the influence she has on your legacy. And so with talking about the legacy she's left for you, and you talked earlier um, about, you know, you you had said um, what legacy means to you. Um, My last question for you, um, in the most simple way you can uh, say it, is... um, and you might have already said it, but as simple as you can say it, um, what kind of legacy do you hope to leave? When you're dead and gone, what is, what is the legacy you hope to leave? 
Well, and, and we did kind of glaze over it at the very beginning, but simply speaking, the legacy that I hope that I leave behind when I'm gone is an eternal one. I hope that um, you boys and even the kids that y'all have eventually understand the importance of the day, the hour, and the time that we're in and understand um, that the things that we do for eternity are so much more valuable and important than the, the wasteful things that we do here on the earth. And so winning souls for the Lord is, is something I'm very passionate about because that um, helps people have an eternal reward. Um, also building people up in their spiritual disciplines, teaching and training and equipping and empowering people to do the work of the ministry is very important to me because all that has eternal impact yeah. and it helps them to make eternal impact on others. So really, if if every single one of you um, left this earth one day and didn't find your way into heaven, I, w I would think that, you know, my legacy that I, I left down to you Maybe I, I cut my. Maybe I stopped short somewhere, but I am rest assured that all of you have a relationship with Christ, and I am rest assured that your your eternity is secure. Now it's going to be up to y'all to pass that eternal legacy on to your kids, and to have that eternal impact in their life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have a question. And so um, for those of you that don't know. Um, my dad has now gotten a pastor's job up in Knox City. And so my question to you is not just leaving a legacy for us, but now as you start pastoring a church, how do you plan on starting a legacy and leaving a legacy for this new church you're pastoring at? You know, I think a lot of, a lot of times the, the way people are weighed and measured is... Um, how they handle adversity and trial. And, and I know that God does not give you any assignment that you can't handle, and he always equips you and empowers you to do the work that he's called you to do. But I do know that the people that we meet here, um, we, we can teach them and equip them and empower them to do the work of the ministry. But it's going to be when we get down into the fight together and some things go wrong that we find out who each other really are. And I think that that's where I'm praying that, you know, we can make the best eternal impact is in adversity. Mm -hmm. You know, trials come and, um, you know, people um, get sick, people lose their jobs, people get bent out of shape with each other, um, twisted up with, with arguments. There's all kinds of things that happen. And, and I hope that they can see the fruitfulness of what God has done in, in your mom and I's life through how we can travel through some adversities together with this new congregation. That's awesome. All right, so we've heard a ton about legacy uh, during this podcast from multiple generations. So we're going to end this podcast, uh, me and Michael taking turns um, with some appreciation. It's Father's Day. Well, at least the podcast will be released on Father's Day. So I want yes. to say happy Father's Day, Dad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, happy Father's Day. Thank you for being the amazing example that you have been uh, to us all, not just your own three boys, but so many other 
boys mm-hmm. and girls, men mm-hmm. and women. So me and Mike are going to take a turns uh, real quick. We're going to uh, sh- do some appreciation. Um, and then we're going to share some things that we hope uh, that we can pass on, use in our legacy that we have gained from the legacy you're passing on. So do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah I'll okay. start. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to say like how proud I am of you because um, being able to see how you started how you started in ministry to where you are now and to be able to walk with you in this um, time has been such an honor. Um, the sleepless nights, the hours of prayer have been worth it to see where you're at now. And I am so proud. And I'm sorry, I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm getting emotional just because <clears throat> this is what you've always wanted and you've worked so hard for it and you deserve it. But not just that, like to see the calling that God has put on your life and not just for you, but for our family and how no matter how hard it gets, you continue to walk with Christ. You know, Michael, I appreciate that, and I'm going to try not to get emotional as well, but, you know, in 2009 when I was called into the ministry, God made it very clear what what the assignment was, and I didn't know um, what it was going to be, um, what the timetable was going to be like, but I always knew that God was calling me into um, being a senior pastor eventually. And thanks be to God that I have was um, blessed with, with years that I could be under the tutelage and mentorship of a spiritual giant like Pastor John Elliott and really helped me to become the man of God that I am today. Um, those, those things don't just happen. Um, and, and to be honest with you, Whenever I knew that God was uh, calling me um, to this kind of assignment, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But quickly I, I understood that his will is more important than mine. And whenever your, your will aligns with the Lord and you really um, start pressing into the Lord and, and wanting the things he wants, then your desires start becoming his desires and vice versa. And so then it, very, it became very clear um, over the years that, you know, we were going to be on an assignment eventually somewhere, whether it was going to be here, there, or wherever, we didn't know. But we knew that God had this assignment for us eventually. And so it was God's, it was God's um, desire that kind of became my desire because it was His. And this is what He wanted, to, wanted us to do. But it took years of training under many, many different leaders to be able to um, fulfill the call of God that we now have on our life currently. And, you know, it's a very humbling thing to to um, accept an assignment of the Lord like this because I think of stewardship and what it, what it means to shepherd a church. And it's just... It's overwhelming sometimes to think that God, the creator of everything, that loved me out of my sin, 
broke me from um, addiction and and really changed my heart and my life, he would, that God, would entrust me to do something like this. It's very humbling. It's very, um, I spent a lot of time in prayer and tears just in awe that God would entrust me to do something like this. But I know that I'm not going to be able to do it on my strength, and I'm definitely not going to try to. I'm going to rely on the, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit every day to help me be obedient to the Spirit of the Lord so I can accomplish the work that he's put before me. And so, Austin, before I turn it over to you, um, the second part of what you said, um, one of the things that I hope to carry on that you taught me is as we grew up and we got into trouble or something happened, um, you were always slow to anger and quick to prayer. You would always prayfully consider what happened, and then you would come and talk to us and deal out punishment. And I, I'm, I'm very thankful you didn't spare the rod. Gentle parenting is not what it should be. Uh, I'm very thankful for how you raised me because you, you've turned me into the man I am today. Um, and so I hope to carry that on um, whenever I start having kids is whenever they mess up, go to prayer, um, cool off because you, you know as well as Austin, I'm very quick to anger. And so, um, to be quick, <laughs> to be quick to prayer, and then go and um, do what you have to do as a father. Well, Michael, I'll just encourage you in that because I was quick to anger at one time too, and the Lord freed me of that. So I, I would really encourage you to just press into the to Lord and ask Him to free you from that because the reason why I started the the discipline of um, going to prayer before I would dole out any spankings or groundings or whatever for two reasons. I wanted to seek to face the Lord and see what the right punishment for whatever the, the, the thing that had been done was, but it also gave me a time to cool down. I'm going to tell you about a time when we were in um, Wyoming for my sister's wedding, um, and you were only two years old. And we had been on the bus for 24 hours, a Greyhound bus up there, and we were all just tired and short, patient, and um, we got to the, the hotel that we were at, and you were whining and complaining about something. I don't even know what it was. And out of anger, I disciplined you, and I spanked you, and I left a mark on your butt, and I... I just felt so horrible, and I was like, you know, what what even happened? And then God just really whispered to me that I should never, ever discipline out of anger. I should cool down first, but I should always seek him for the right punishment. Because sometimes it's a spanking, sometimes it's not. If you do the right punishment, you really seek the Lord for those things, and it tends to be the right punishment. But whenever you just act in anger... Two things happen. A child can get hurt, and the punishment's not re received the way it should be. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so uh, I'm going to take my turn, and this will most likely end the podcast here. Uh, so I'm going to say it without trying to become a basket case, but it's not going to happen, so it's whatever. Uh, I just want to thank you, first off, um, for what you've done uh, for me personally. Um, I know that you not only tell us, but we just know that you have spent countless hours of prayer over every single one of us. Um, And in going through school and trying to finish high school and college and refurbishing the building that I was going to put my business in, uh, I was the definition of stressed out and whether you know it or not your daily prayers are one of the was probably one of the main things that allowed me to keep going Um, and I did have to spend my own personal time in the word and in prayer but You know, every time I got super stressed out and every time that I felt like this isn't going to work out, I'm not going to graduate, I'm not going to open this business, your phone call always came. Every single time it came, every single day. And uh, in every phone call, you were, it was just a simple fact of you saying, I'm praying for you, and I don't want you to ever think that those prayers have gone in void, and those prayers haven't worked, because I'm here to let you know right now that without those prayers, where I'm at today would not have been possible, and so I really want to thank you for that, and I'm so proud like Michael has already said, uh, of what you've been able to do through uh, growing our children's ministry at the uh, your old church. Um, I remember when I was in kids' church, um, things were a certain way, and you were also trying to run a camp, and so you were extremely busy. Um, and once the church sold the camp, you were able to devote so much more time into the children's ministry, and we have been able to see the fruitfulness of that and see how much the children's ministry has grown and prospered and continues to grow. Um, and it's because of your faithfulness, because of your prayful, prayful uh, ability and um, your overall faith that knowing that um, God is going to be able to provide and just like you always say, God won't just provide for me, but God will provide for everybody else in the ministry. He'll provide other people to be in the ministry. He'll provide the children, whether we have a night in kids' church of three kids or whether it's a night of 30 kids. Um, with the firm foundation in prayer, the spirit was always there. And I want to share a story Um with you because uh, we're talking about legacy and uh before we did the podcast today i was thinking what was one of the first times in my life 
oh, this is going to be hard to get through. It was one of the first times in my life that I looked at you and was like, I want to be like him. And I want, I want my legacy to look like what he's doing. And it, it was the night that I got saved. I don't remember, um, I don't remember exactly how old I was, um, but our church every summer, I mean, we always did summer camp, but uh, we would always take a week um, to do four square kids camp. And man, I had some of the best memories of my childhood and those in that week in a Preston McReynold was the worship leader. And uh, if anybody ever wonders, you know, what made me want to start um, being in uh, praise ministry? And it was because that's what saved me, was the worship. Worship was what saved me. Um, I wish I could say it was someone's words, but it wasn't. It was just God's voice through worship, through the words of the song, is what saved me. And at that night uh, that we were, uh, that night, you had come up in front of all of us, and uh, you ha gave an altar call. And uh, I can't count how many times I've heard you give an altar call throughout my life. I mean, countless times. Um, but this time was my turn. And uh, um, God had touched me, and he talked to me through the worship. And you gave the altar call and you told us, you know, if you're ready to turn your life around, if you're ready to give your life to Jesus tonight, you know, come up right now to the altar and we can pray for you. And in such brokenness um, and with a true heart of repentance, I was able to go up to the altar um, and ask Jesus to come in to my heart um, during... Uh, church camp, and uh, the moment that I realized that I wanted to be you was the second that I, the second that I got up from that altar, and I turned around. There was my dad, with his arms open wide, and all he wanted to do was hug me, and I remember giving you. The the absolute biggest hug that I ever have because not only did I feel closer to my heavenly father but I felt so much closer to my earthly father and in that one small moment I told myself this is the man I want to be I want to leave a legacy for my children so that this moment right here, I can have this exact moment with my children. I can watch my child go to the altar and turn their lives to Christ. And as soon as they're, they're done, and as soon as they accept Jesus into their heart, you know, if you weren't there to accept me with open arms, I knew that I would have left that altar confused and not knowing where to go. But instead, I was able to go into my father's arms. And that's the legacy I want to be able to leave. 
is my children to know, when I have children, to know that when they give their lives to Jesus, they don't have to end up confused. They don't have to end up in a place where they feel like, what's next? They can come into my open arms for guidance and prayer that you, for me, have continually done all my life through so much guidance and and prayer. And so I thank you for that. Um, and I kind of already said the second part of that is that's one of the things that I want to uh, take from you to be a part of my legacy. Not only is the uh, uh, spiritual disciplines, but to have open arms as a father, um, to know that my doors never close for my uh, children that I'm going to have, and to know that uh, I'm always just a prayer away, a phone call away, or a text away, especially now in this season that we're in now with you becoming the new pastor of Knox City Foursquare Church and us still living and going to Gulf Coast and Hitchcock and so many hours away, I now know the importance of a phone call. Um, And before it was so easy because uh, it was just a uh, room away. It started with just being able to walk into your room and it was just a drive away, being able to drive over to y'all's house. But now it's a phone call away. And that phone call now has become so much more important to me than it ever has because the feeling I get from that phone call is the same feeling I get from that night that I gave my life to Jesus and I turned around and there you were with your arms open wide. Even though it's just a phone call, it gives me that same feeling. So I thank you. I know, Michael, thank, we've said how much we're thankful for you. And I, I want to say one more time, happy Father's Day. I hope it's a great day. I'm super excited for you to be able to preach in front of your new church as a, a pastor now. Um, and for us as a family to have the honor to be there with you uh, to listen to you pastor on Father's Day. It's a great privilege. So I love you and, uh, and thank you. Well, I love both of you as well, and I'm, I'm very humbled to not only have this assignment of a senior pastor, but also to have the um, responsibility that God gave your mother and I, entrusted your mother and I, to raise you boys. Um, each one of you were a gift from God, and we understood that um, a little late. I think, but once we did understand it, we began to be good stewards um, of that, and we we tried to make sure that the disciplines um, and the the legacy that we left was an eternal one. And I'm just thankful that God has entrusted us to do those things. And and I would encourage all the guys out there um, that are fathers or um, aspiring to be fathers that your legacy doesn't end when your kids leave the house. Your legacy is a lifetime long. Until you're dead and gone, you're laying down a foundation and a legacy for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, whoever it is. And you've seen in this, this podcast here the fruits of what happens when a parent humbles themselves and really spends some time in prayer and leaves a legacy because it started with 
my parents, and now I'm blessed to be able to be used by God to leave a legacy for you guys that I'm not going to quit instilling. And then y'all are going to be able to have the opportunity one day to be entrusted with the gifts of children from God and to also start instilling a legacy. And so those things are all great responsibilities and you should never take them lightly. But I just encourage all the guys out there, don't stop building that legacy all the way into eternity. Well, man, this was one great podcast. One last time, I want to thank you, Dad, for uh, joining us on this very special Father's Day episode. It was an emotional one, but it was an amazing (laughs) podcast, and it was was a great opportunity to talk about some personal things and uh, really talk about uh, some foundational things about legacy itself. And we do apologize that we went longer than we normally do, but um, it was good, and um, we really, I think we really needed to get all of that in there. Um, And once again, we thank you for being a part of the podcast and um, we love you. And it's, it's very clear of how you raised us that you loved us and you still love us. And um, I just thank you for everything you've taught me and continue to teach me. And so with that, um, we're going to end it here. Uh, this is the Legacy Podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell. I'm Austin Kidwell. Thank you for watching.